for joining me for another Sunday Afternoons with Reverend Lucretia. I'm so glad you're here. And so as you see, it's celebration time. We have a birthday card up. We have happy birthday banners. It says, Reach for the Stars 2021. And so we're celebrating a lot of things today. We're celebrating your life big time. That's the name of this talk. And the song is Celebrate Good Times by Cool and the Gang. And so we're talking about all of the big and the little joys. We're talking about Don't Wait to Celebrate. We are celebrating one year of Sunday Afternoons with Reverend Lucretia live on Zoom and online on YouTube, but mostly we're celebrating the fact that our life is precious and enjoyable and filled with hope and laughter and light and love, and that every single moment is valuable. We're going to talk about the fundamentals of celebrating, that life is too short to not live your bucket list. We're going to be talking about scriptural references to rejoice. We'll talk about Eric Butterworth's book. His book is titled Celebrate You. We'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about being not nice to yourself more, playing more often, living your best life now, not waiting to achieve some goal to go out and do all of the big celebrating that life is a journey and it's not about arriving at a destination. We're talking about the fact that, you know, I went to a meeting and I saw some friends I hadn't seen in a while and we were talking about how grateful we were that we made it through the pandemic and that we're all still here. And she said, I'm just grateful that I am vertical and above ground. And so we're going to say, thank you, God. Thank you God, thank you God that we are all vertical and above ground. Uh, and we're going to talk about the fact that every day we need to make it our best day. And so I was thinking about the fact I got this tube, this very expensive tube of facial cleanser that's made from roses. And I swear to God, there must be like 10,000 roses in there. It's really, it must have been really, really expensive. It was given to me as a gift. And when I go to put it on my face to wash, it's like I've sucked my head into this huge big bowl of roses. It's just the most wonderful thing in the whole world. But I just have a tiny little tube. And so, you know, I use it very sparingly. And what I realized was that it's not about using it sparingly. It's about enjoying every single moment of your life, every single day that we are alive and awake and able to breathe new life, that every single day we wake up is a good day. And so we're going to be celebrating all of that. So we're going to start out with a talk called Fundamentals of Celebrating by Brian Johnson. He is a coach and an author and a speaker. He is international at this point. And he says that the whole point is to enjoy the process, complete acceptance of yourself, reality, and any failures that you had from the past. That we have to practice profound gratitude, pursuit of celebrating this precious life, which is ours. So he gives us 10 ideas for how to enjoy the process. And the first is the pair paradox of optimizing. So this is completely accepting where we are while going for more. He says our beingness is in our becoming. I just thought that was a wonderful way of putting it, that you need to accept yourself completely so you can enjoy the process of becoming the next best version of yourself. So number two is perfectly imperfect, accepting reality, close the gap between what is and what we think it should be. It is what it is. What do I want to do and what needs to get done next. 
Number three is pain gaps. So failure is part of the hero's journey. As you stretch yourself to be your big and best self, there will be times when you fail and that's just all part of the journey. Regretting the past mistakes is just dissipating your energy and shaming yourself and it's just taking away from your ability to enjoy today. So number four is accept the process of creating your best self is sometimes tough. So sometimes it takes longer than you think. Sometimes it is harder than you think. Sometimes you're going to backslide a little bit and you have to get back on the beam. Just accept the fact that sometimes it's going to be a little harder than you anticipated. Number five is that gratitude works. So it is more powerful than hope. I found that astounding to understand that it's actually more powerful than hope. I would have thought hope was the most important, but they said that you can boost your happiness 25% by writing in a gratitude journal just once a week, once a week, list five things that you're really, really grateful for and you can boost your happiness 25%. And that grateful people sleep better. Uh, they have the ability to exercise more because they're feeling more rested and energized and that you cannot be depressed and grateful at the same time. So I thought that was a great reminder for us as well. So number six is poisons and antidotes. So the poison for gratitude is this sense of entitlement. You think you deserve to have it and you take all of the gifts of your life for granted. The antidote for that is humility and understanding that life is one huge big gift. Number seven is the thank you prayer. So Meister Eckhart, you've heard me talk about it before. I'm sure you've heard it from other people as well. Meister Eckhart says if you use one prayer, that prayer should be thank you. And if you use that one prayer, that prayer will get you through everything. You can do that through journaling, through writing, through a gratitude letter. You can write a gratitude letter to yourself. You can write a gratitude letter to God. It's all about keeping the grateful flow going. So number eight is about winning or learning all day, every day. So what did you do yesterday that worked? What needs a little bit more work? And what will you do specifically today to learn something new? So we need to appreciate our prior successes and look at the highlight reel of our successes. So go through your life and look at all of the things that went really well, that you're really, really proud of. Take wisdom from that and apply that to any challenge that you're facing right now. So number nine is celebrate your energy, your work, and your love. So who are three people that are most important to you and how can you celebrate them today? Most important, he says, is tell them. Tell those three people how much they mean to you and how grateful you are for them. And number 10 is to look at ideas from great leaders. You will tell, you will see that they are all about telling you to be grateful about the fact that your life is a journey. And so go Google, celebrate your life and look at the, all of the quotes from, there are thousands of them from all of the great philosophers and leaders from a long time ago, celebrating you and the best version of yourself and enjoying the process. So happiness precedes and predicts success. So in, there have been many research studies, but in 2018, there was a research study done at Stanford Research at Stanford University. And they said that those people who are able to be happy and enjoy the process are much more successful. Carl Rogers says, the good life is a process, not a state of being. It is a direction and not a destination.
So we're talking about this process of flow and transformation and growing and evolving into our best selves. And Joyce Meyer has a good deal to say about that. She talks about the fact that the greatest transformation that we'll ever have is God's transformation, what he's doing in us. So how we are constantly changing as we commit ourselves to God, we change from the inside out. And to look at how we started and how far we've grown and how we are growing into our infinite potential, that it's a process, it's not all at once, it takes place over time time. Enjoy the journey with God. Realize that you are not yet where you want to be. God loves you every single step of the way. God is supporting you and encouraging you to be your absolute best friend. Best friend, You are absolutely growing spiritually along the way and moving forward. And she says, you always can remind yourself, I might not be where I want to be, but thank God I am not where I used to be. So be excited about the growth you've had. Don't always be looking at what you're not. So don't always be looking apart at yourself and saying, I need to fix this. I need to fix that. That's not good enough. Constantly be reminding yourself that this is a journey and it's a process and just keep on moving. That's the deal. Just keep on going. Be excited about it. Transformation from being self-centered, selfish, self-absorbed. I know none of us were like that. To turn Turning into the godlike, unselfish child of God who walks in love. She says the goal is walking in love. God love, just love because that's who we are. God, reduce me to love. Let me be a body fully filled and flooded with love. She says, I just love that. The greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself, she reminds us. And she talks about the Bible quite a bit as being a book about relationships. Um, relationships with ourselves, relationships with God, relationships with other people. And God wants you to love yourself in a balanced and healthy way. See what God has created you to be. You've never arrived. You're always on your way. It's a journey. Enjoy every single moment about it. Celebrate along the way. Be happy and be proud of how far you've come. Think of where you were and what you were like before you were on this spiritual journey. So before you knew that you were 100% whole and complete, before you knew that God lives inside you, outside you, and all around you, before you knew that, think of who you were. And I'm sure that you'll see that there's just been a tremendous amount of growth over the way. Constantly moving forward, enjoy each step and celebrate your growth. So I want to move on to an article I found called Life is Too Short to Not Live Your Bucket List. And so it was based on the bucket list uh, movie. It's written by Travis Bell, and he's considered to be the bucket list guy. So he's an international speaker and writer and coach, um, and he has a broadcast. Uh, podcast and a blog. And he says, in your brain, there is always moving around a to-do list, swimming around with your bucket list. And he asks you to ask yourself, which one takes the priority? Until something traumatic comes along happening to you or happening to someone you love, your to-do list most often takes the priority. Time to start living your bucket list before it is too late. Shift your priorities. You need to have an adventurous mind. He says we talk all the time about being busy as if it's a badge of honor that people ask you, how are you? And you're like, oh my God, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this. And he says it's not about being busy. It's about enjoying your life. It's about doing the things that you really, really want to do. So the average age of death in Australia, he's from Australia, is 83 for women and 79 for men. So when I went to the Census Bureau for the U.S. to find out it's 81 for women, so younger, and 75 for men, quite a bit younger. He says, if you think of your life as squares, so let's just round it off to 80 squares. So there's 80 squares. If you 
fill in each square that you've already lived, you'll get a visual image of how much of your life is left. And he says that should wake you up to the fact that you've probably already lived quite a bit of your life. You don't want to live the rest of your life just getting by. You want to live the rest of your life doing your bucket list and expanding and growing and living up to your potential. Life is way too short not to live your bucket list. And then he asks us to be reminded, and he was based on the bucket list, the movie, of how many people you know that have gotten the diagnosis of cancer or how many people have passed from cancer. And so the reality is we know every single person who's listening to this knows someone who either has the diagnosis or knows someone who has passed. And it just reminds us that life is very, very short. And just when you're humming along, thinking that everything is very, very good, things could change on a dime. And so you need to understand that now is the time. Now is the time to enjoy your life. Prioritize. Life's way too short. Start to separate the to-do list from the bucket list. Prioritize why we are here. It's about the growth of you on your journey. You that exists on the other side of your bucket list. You that you don't even know yet. It's about your potential. All of the potential that you have that brings a smile to your face. Happiness is the meaning and the purpose of life. That was said by the Dalai Lama. So he talks about having a reverse bucket list. So when you go to a funeral, you see these visual pictures and videos of what the person has gone through in their life. He said, if you were at your own funeral, would you see a reel of all of the things that you've done? Or would you see that there are still so many things that you wanted to do that you didn't do? And he says, his goal is to help people live life regret-free and understanding how short life is. So put stuff on the bucket list and then go ahead and when it's accomplished, take it off and put it on the reverse bucket list. And you can tell your friends and your family and those closest to you where your reverse bucket list is. So when it comes time for your funeral, they'll be able to see all of the things that you already did do. It's around making a goal to have more that's done completed on your reverse bucket list than what is on your bucket list that has still yet to be done. So he reminds us that a career is to generate income and cash flow and time flow for us to be able to do what we want to do. It's a double bonus if you love what you do and you can find the flow. It hits that values place inside you and that's a holy grail and that you can have a very big gratitude list for that. But he wants you to be able to reflect on all of the things you've done that you really wanted to do. He says that will make you be able to sing to your heart. And he says that also is a way of combating depression if you're actually going through life doing things that you really, really want to do. So here's how to write your own personal gratifying bucket list. Number N for my bucket list, M. M is for a list of the people that you want to meet in your life. Y is for your proud achievements, the things that you can look back on and that you're really proud of. B is buy that special something. So it doesn't have to be something big and it doesn't have to be for you. It can be for someone else as well. But buy something special. Say somebody says they've always wanted a Mets baseball cap and so you have to go out of your way to get it for them and you put your money together and you find a way to get it and you give it to them as a gift. Buy something really special, for you or for somebody else that you haven't thought about buying it, that you were just waiting until they actually went to the Mets game. Buy it for them now. Get them the hat now. So B is buy that special something. U is the ultimate challenges. Out of your comfort zone, not just achievement, but the growth of you in every area of your life. You will have more energy and you will be more enthusiastic when you are having these ultimate challenges. C is conquer a fear. On the other side of you, he says, is the you that you don't even know yet. 
it's okay is kind acts for others start small what really pisses you off about the world or what do you feel really strongly about that needs to be changed start with small acts volunteer somewhere get on the phone line somewhere to do something for somebody start small but be able to do kind acts for others E is express yourself, the creative side of you. What is that for you? He says people are dying at 40 and being buried at 80. So people are having a midlife crisis. They are shelving the creative part of ourselves. You've got to go against the grain, back to the thing that lights you up and gives you that flow, the stuff that makes you really, really happy. So T is take lessons. Is there a skill that you've always wanted? Have you always wanted to learn how to play the banjo? Or have you always wanted to learn how to sew or learn a foreign language or learn how to read music? Whatever it is, take some lessons. It doesn't have to be expensive, just in a community college or for somebody you can find lessons online all the time, take some lessons. Number I, he, I is for the idiotic stuff. He says life is too short not to have fun. S is satisfied curiosity. What do you want to taste, touch, smell, feel that you've never done before? So that's for curiosity. And then T is travel adventures. So he makes it very, very clear. Travel adventures don't have to be really far away. He says what really counts is what you do on your downtime, what you do on your weekend. He said you can become a traveler in your own town. So go someplace you've never gone before in your own town. Drive somewhere just outside the limits to a town that's next door. Go to a restaurant you've never been to. Go to a museum. Go to a park. He says it doesn't have to start with you going to Kilimanjaro. Just find some place on the weekends. Just take four or five hours and go someplace you've never been before and just have some travel adventures and L is leave a legacy he said he forgot to use L L is leave a legacy how will you be remembered after your death so he went to give a speech at the reach foundation that's a foundation for underprivileged children it's all over the world actually and he went to give a speech and after he did this young uh, teenage girl came up after him um, and was sobbing hysterically crying and he said what's wrong what's wrong and she said if only my sister had heard your talk she wouldn't have killed herself two weeks ago and he said that changed his life dramatically and he realized it was going to be his goal in life to tell people life is short you need to enjoy every single moment about it so that's just a wonderful story so we're going to move on to scripture scripture you know me i'm a geeky person scripture talks about rejoicing 227 times in the new international version so i picked out a couple that i really like first thessalonians 5 16 rejoice always pray without ceasing give thanks in all circumstances for this is the will of god in christ jesus for you do not quench the spirit Psalm 118.24, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I'm sure a lot of you have that on your wall. Philippians 4.4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. Psalm 145.7, they shall celebrate the fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. 1 Corinthians 5.8, therefore let us celebrate the festival, not with the old yeast, the yeast of malice and evil, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Psalm 5.11, let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them so that those who love your name may exult in you. 
Alrighty. So just to throw in a little bit of new thought, Eric Butterworth wrote a book called Celebrate You. I read that book. I love the book. It's absolutely wonderful. And he starts off with a quote by Charles Fillmore that says, life should be a journey in jubilance. This implies a willingness to let life be a constant experience of celebration. The word celebrate means to honor. It is giving a very special blessing to something. In a celebration consciousness, you can look around you and bless your family, friends, and coworkers as fellow travelers along the journey of life. As you make your way to or from work, if you can bless the sunshine or the clouds, the trees and glass and flowers, the friendly people in the park, you are truly rich. Without this sense of celebration, you are poor, no matter what your net worth may be. Walt Whitman said, I celebrate myself. This was a conscious commitment to let the universe cel celebrate itself through him. It is the celebration consciousness, not looking forward to things, but looking forward from an inward flame of life. So you're not looking forward to things, but from the inward flame of you that is expressing itself out. The universe is celebrating itself in you as an instrument of life. It is singing itself into your soul, saying you are alive, you are whole, you are loved and healed. You are renewed in a constant rhapsody of life. Celebrate yourself. Say yes to life, to health, to renewal. Sing your song of wholeness. Begin your day every day in a celebration consciousness. Within you is the unborn possibility of limitless life, and yours is the joyous privilege of giving birth to it. Let the child of your great potential be born. Happy birthday! The universe is celebrating you celebrate yourself so here's what i know if happiness precedes success then this ministry is going to take off like a bat out of hell that's an expression my family used to use as i was going up if the journey is what matters this has been without a doubt the greatest journey of my life i have learned more about myself god what matters most than i ever thought possible I have conquered many fears and overcome numerous obstacles. I have built a community of people who treat each other with respect and love and generosity, and that is not my doing, but is totally 100% a gift from God. I have learned how to focus and be disciplined even on days I wasn't feeling strong enough to keep on going. I have looked at my self-perceptions and discarded those which weren't true. I have felt more loved and valued by you guys than I have ever felt before. All of these are enormous gifts from God that I never expected in my wildest dreams. You all thank me all the time, and it is my time to thank you from the bottom of my heart. So to all of my church family, each and every one of you has changed me, and I thank you for who you are and who you are becoming for believing in me and encouraging the growth of this ministry. Truly, from the sincerest, most heartfelt part of me, I say thank you. Celebrate the day, celebrate the process, celebrate you. Remember at all times, the power is in you. It always has been and it always will be. And so I offered a gift to the people that were on the live service on Sunday, and I am offering it to you as well. So you can send me an email or a text. My information is in the chat below, and you can see how to reach out to me. If you would like to pick a topic or a song or a book of the Bible or a philosopher, just send me an email, send me a text, and I will write a talk 
centered on those. I thank you so much from the very bottom of my heart. And so it is. Amen.